Thank you very much, Sarah. Well, good morning. I Actually, I want to let you know we did make sure that Ben and the family got off, um, that they made it on the airplane. We, we took, I actually drove them up to the, uh, to the airport on, uh, I think it was Wednesday, Wednesday morning. They got on the airplane. Uh, so hopefully they're having a good time in Nova Scotia or somewhere in between or Quebec. It's good to be with you. Uh, I've, my name is Rodney, uh, and I'm working in Tallinn, Estonia. And I went to Estonia in 1999. I went there actually with Pastor Ben for the very first time, and something happened when I was there. Something happened that all the, it was one of those moments where something really clicked. It made sense. I where I understood what I wanted to do. And uh, I've been there for 17 years now, and it's exciting to be back here with you and to share a little bit about what's happening in Estonia and, and to share with you a little bit about what we're doing. But this morning, before I get started, I would like, um, I would like to introduce you really quickly to my family on the screen. They're not with me. Uh, this is me and my wife, Kaya. Um, I met her in Estonia. Uh, she's back uh, in, in Estonia. She sends her greetings. She was just texting me, uh, letting me know that, uh, that everybody back home is, is waiting for me. Uh, on this trip, I brought my oldest daughter, uh, Emily. Uh, she's 11 years old. And I was actually originally planning to just make this trip by myself. But the problem was... Uh, she really wanted to come on the trip, and she made sure that I knew that by packing her bag for a trip in July. She packed her bag in April. I couldn't say no. I mean, what kind of a dad would I be? Although I did leave the other three behind. So there are a few questions there, and that's okay. Uh, and then as well, uh, my oldest son, Matthias, uh, who, um, who I'm looking forward to seeing when I get back. And then as well, Dominic, my six-year-old, my six-year-old boy, and he's been asking every time I talk to him, thanks to technology, Daddy, when are you going to come home? And then as well, my youngest, my four-year-old, who doesn't quite understand that Canada's really far away, and she says, are you coming home tonight? And, I, and we keep counting down the days, 12, 11, 10, and she's like, seriously, like, just get back here already. I don't know who you think you are, but I'm the boss. Get back here. I've told you to be back here and do your dad duties already. So I'm missing them, and I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to seeing them in uh, in just over a week when we make our trip back to back to Estonia. The reason that that I'm here as as one of your global workers is is relationship. It's our connection that actually brings us together. It's connection that brings us into the, into the same room. And this morning, on this long weekend, on August 6th, each and every one of us comes from a different place that has arrived in this room. Each and every one of us comes from a different place. We have different hopes and different fears, different joys, different expectations. In the first service, there was a baby dedication, and there was excitement, and there was joy. 
And some of the other people that have come in, they might come in with grief or pain. And each and every one of us arrives in this room from a different perspective. And I want to honor that, and I want to let you know that that's okay, that we all arrive and we all hear the message from a different perspective and point of view. And this morning, my hope and my prayer for you is wherever you are on your journey, wherever you are on the place where where you are, that you would receive what you need, whether it's from a place of pain or whether it's from a place of excitement and joy, of hope. And my hope and my prayer is that you would receive it from the place in which you need it from and which which your heart is longing to hear. Let's take a moment to pray. Dear God, thank you that we can be here this morning. I pray that our hearts and our minds would be receptive to you, regardless of where we are. That as we, that as we sense our place in this room this morning, that we would open ourselves to one another and to you. In Jesus' name, amen. So there are three things that I want to do this morning. Three things that I want to do that I'd like to accomplish. And I want you to have these three things in mind as I share the message this morning. And the first one is, I want to encourage you. I I really want to encourage you this morning. As one of your global workers, as I get the opportunity and the privilege to be here with you this morning, I really want to encourage you where whatever place or stage where you are at. And I actually want you to consider where and how you feel this morning and to ask, ask yourself, am I encouraged? I really want to encourage you. Uh, and we, as we have been encouraged by you. The second thing I want to do is I want to say thank you. Not just one time, but I want this message to be a message of saying thank you for walking and partnering with us. But I also wanted to say, I also want to say thank you by our thoughts and our prayers for you as we're cheering you on, as we think of you as part of our extended family too, our extended family in in Calgary. As we go back to, to Estonia, we think and our thoughts and our prayers are for you. So we want to say thank you. And the third thing that I want to do this morning is I want to inform you about what is happening. I want to let you know a little bit about some of the exciting things that are happening in our lives, some of the, uh, some of the hopes and some of the challenges, some of the interesting things. But I don't want to, to just inform you to create distance with you, but rather I want to inform you from a sense of thinking about unlo- of what your creativity is and what your possibilities are as we talk about potential and possibilities that as I share with you what's happening, I want, my hope is that that informs and it gives life to some of the things that you're doing. And it's actually really super exciting to be preaching in front of these, this great set. I feel, like I'm in a, I feel like I'm in a really big playground and uh, this could be lots of fun to start playing with some of the stuff. So I don't, I, I'm probably not allowed to touch it and the kids, children's pastor will probably kill me if I start m- messing around with this stuff. So I won't, but it looks really cool. Just don't touch it. 
It's kind of like it says play, but we don't really mean it. <laughs> so, it, so consider those things, and I will attempt to do that in a combined fashion to encourage, to say thank you, and to inform, and to do those three, th- three things. I want to share with you, give you a little bit of history about some of the things that we've been doing. We've been involved in church planting, and we've been involved in the planting of a Bible school. But what I want to, I want to give a little bit of a history and then I'm, of, of some of the things we've been doing. I'll keep it short, and then I want to share with you a little message. In 2013, our church in Tallinn, Estonia, we had an idea that we would start a part-time leadership school. We felt and saw the need to begin to raise up leaders. We wanted to see what was possible if we really began to pour our heart and our lives and our attention into developing, into developing people. So in the fall of 2013, we launched our leadership school. It was a part-time school. We had 15 students. And we set out on this journey to see what was inside of them to see what, what potential lied inside of them. And through the course of the year, we had an amazing time working with this, with this group of students. And some really interesting things happened. We had the students involved in Alpha. So they would go every week and be part of a, an Alpha course. And if you don't know what Alpha is, Alpha is a means to introduce the hope, life, and vision of Jesus to people that don't interact with it, that find church to be a little bit different and a little bit of a challenge. And it's this non-obtrusive way to really say, here's your opportunity to begin and play and dabble into, into faith. And so we, we went out and we started some alpha with this group. Well, at the end of the, end of the year, um, two of our students got married and they decided that they were going to be a part of a church replant. And so we looked at the fruit of the ministry of the leadership school, and we said, this is amazing. This is more than, what we, more than what we expected. So we started out the next year. I was here in 2015, and so when our graduating class had finished, I shared a story two years ago about one of our students who had decided to go and move 100 kilometers east and plant a church. I shared that story two years ago, and well, in 2015, in September, when I went back to Estonia, we've been working with him in planning a church 100 kilometers east of town. It's been challenging. It's been hard. It's been difficult. It hasn't been easy. But we have students that have stepped out and said, we want to do it. When we went into the last year, into the last year of the leadership school, 2015-2016, what ended up happening with our students is we began as a leadership team to ask what is possible for us in this situation? What is possible? We had a great group of students. A number of them got involved in in running different alphas. A number of them got involved in in um, some social active work. And it it was very exciting to see what was happening with our students. And we began to ask the question, what is possible? And we 
and what we felt was possible was the planting of a full-time Bible school. And it wasn't to plant a school just for the sake of saying, we have a school. But rather it was planting a school because we wanted to develop people that were going to find out what was inside of them and reach their God-given potential, which in essence became our slogan, discover your God-given potential. Well, over the course of the three years of developing the leadership school, it became a bit of a question for me. How do we develop talent? How do we work with people to help people find out who they are, what's inside of them, and what God has for them? And, as, and I spent, re, spent many days reading. I even extended my education to learn more about the ways that people think and act and obsessed almost with, this, des- with a, this desire to see people walk in their potential with who they are. Not just their strengths, not just their weaknesses, but their whole being in everything they are. And we began to say, we want to help people discover their God-given potential. This morning, I, I want to define potential. We all have heard the word potential. It's unrealized. It's unactualized. It's latent qualities or abilities that may be developed and lead to future success or usefulness. When I was growing up, I remember hearing from people. They would say, young man, you've got potential. And I remember hearing hearing it And the first time you hear it, it's nice to be noticed. Somebody sees me. Somebody recognizes me. Somebody thinks that I can do something. But the more that I would hear it, the more that I would think, this is a weight, an expectation that somebody is laying on me to do something. I don't know if I can live up to these expectations. I don't know if I can live up to how the light in which other people see me. And so when we talk about God-given potential, we don't talk about the millstone, but rather we talk about God seeing us for who we are, all of us, and welcoming us and saying, there you have potential and opportunity. This morning, I want to share three thoughts of potential with you. And I hope, my hope is this morning, is that this will trigger, or this afternoon, that this will trigger some thoughts, discussions, ideas, or even questions of what it means to go deeper into faith, or even begin a journey of faith with God, whatever place that we stand at this morning. So here are the three thoughts on potential I want to give. What is potential based on? Number two, developing potential. And number three, taking our potential serious. I want, to read, uh, I want to read right now a scripture from Exodus chapter 20, verses two and three. And this is the part in the Bible where Moses is given the Ten Commandments. He's led the children of Israel out of Egypt, out of 400 years of slavery, 
He's actually almost at the place in which he saw the burning bush and he's at Mount Sinai and he's receiving the Ten Commandments. They just witnessed all the amazing acts of God to get them out of Egypt and here they are standing, a slave nation of 400 years and they are embarking on their brand new freedom and the first thing that God says to them is, I am the Lord your God who rescued you from the land of Egypt, the place of your slavery, you must not have any other God but me. Israel, a slave nation, you must not have any other God but me. Potential is based upon what we orient our lives around. Potential, we will orient our potential around what our lives are oriented around, about what we see as the most important and the most ultimate thing in our lives. That's what we will base our potential on. It's what we place ultimate value on. And Israel was a slave nation. And Yahweh wanted them as a nation to find themselves in in him. They came out of 400 years of slavery. I was considering that even a slave orients himself or herself to the wealth, privilege, and influence of their oppressor. And God is saying, I want to hit the reset button on how you look at yourself by, you, by giving you something new to orient your lives around. I want to hit the reset button that it wouldn't be the standard of Egypt, but rather it would be that I would set the standard for you. I was thinking about this in a, uh, in a nice illustration, and I was thinking of, I'm coming to Calgary. I know you, I think, I'm guessing, I'm hoping, I don't know. Some of you like the game of hockey. You know, the game where you play, you got a stick and a puck, and you, you skate down the ice, and you shoot, and you score. How many are with me, kind of, sort of? Some of you are with me. So we have a few fans. So if we go to the local rink and we begin talking to young kids and we go, well, what do you want to be like? Who do you want to be like? So many of these young kids, they would say, well, I want to be like, well, you feel, you want to be like McDavid. I don't know if you're going to get out of here alive. (laughs) Somebody from Edmonton is here. (laughs) Don't look at me, look at him. (laughs) They want to be like McDavid. They want to be like Sidney Crosby. And if you went back in time and you went to Nova Scotia and you and you and you met with Sidney Crosby, say, who do you want to be like? He would have said Mario Lemieux, Wayne Gretzky. And you go back to them and they would say, Gordie Howe, Bobby Orr. Is we orient our lives around what we see is what we see are benchmarks of success and benchmarks of what we see as ultimate. And this makes sense for many aspects of life, aspects such as sports or aspects such as farming or engineering or building and construction that we would have these, these, that we would have these things to aim for. But in life, we also internally, we also will orient ourselves 
And we can make a choice. We can either orient ourselves around the culture that we've been given by default, or we can challenge that. We can challenge that, that orientation and say, I want to consider orienting myself around God. I want to take the first commandment serious. When we consider, when we consider that potential, that, that the shift that potential will bring, then we're also considering looking at our lives differently. When we're working with our students, and we sat down with our students at the beginning of the year, we asked our students, what is the questions that drive you? What are the questions that drive you? And we sit down with them, and they say, well, we just want to do things for Jesus. We say, let's go deeper. Let's go deeper. Let's go deeper. Let's find out where you're orienting yourself. And we challenge the students to say, do you want to orient yourself around God or the metaphors of success that you will see around you in the culture that you've been given by by default? What you see, where are you in the... uh, it, It leads us to consider where are we basing our potential? It's a question I want to ask of myself and I want to ask of us, where do we consider our potential? Second part, developing potential. How to develop potential. Especially when potential is based on a, on a, contrary, on a contrarian idea of the dominant discourse that we see around us. When we look around at, us, at the culture around us that sets the, the, the mode for what success is, and we say we want to orient ourselves around God, then developing potential is a commitment to the journey. It's a commitment to to walking it out and saying, I am ready to go on this journey. When Moses led the children of Israel out of Egypt, they started out. And they knew that the, the promised land, the opportunity that they had was very close but they needed that commitment to the journey as they walked for 40 years in a process of reorienting their hearts and their lives, of giving themselves over to God and taking it one step at a time, asking the question of ourselves, what is important today and what is the process that I am involved in today? One of our, we, we, would, we would sit down with our students and we'd sit down, we'd have two weekly meetings where we'd sit in a circle with our students and we'd ask them what their questions are, what they, what they hope to get out of the Bible school and we'd spend so much time sitting and talking. One of our students at the beginning of the year, I remember her saying, I want to be able her view of success for herself was so low. She just wanted to be accepted. She just wanted, she just wanted to have some place to serve. And as we began to challenge that and began to challenge that journey, as she began to orient her heart and her life around God, her view of herself began to change. And I remember the day that she sat down and we're sitting in this circle and this wonderful young lady 
I was asking her, What's, what do you want to share today? And she said, she said, I've understood this week that I am a leader. Even as the most quietest voice, I don't need to be a loud person to be a leader. I almost wept because her metaphor had oriented herself around how God had seen her and not based on the dominant discourse that she had seen around her of what it meant to be a leader, to see herself in God's eyes and to see herself in, in the place that God wants her to be. Where are you in the journey? Where am I in the journey? Are we orienting ourselves around God or are we orienting around, around what we see? Number three, taking our potential serious. If potential is based upon what we orient ourselves around and it's based around taking the journey to do this, then it also, then, uh, then potential is also, is also about being committed to what the brand new here and now is. Israel walked through the desert for 40 years. But it wasn't until the end of the 40 years that the potential had actually become ripe for them to enter into the land of, enter into the, the promised land. When we take ourselves and we take the journey that God has called us on serious, then it, then it means that potential is constantly being actualized and realized in every moment to consider what is new and what is possible today. It means that I don't just work with my students, but I also am, can, am also weighing what God has, wants to do in me and our team's lives. I was, con, I was thinking about the hypocrisy of what it would be to be a teacher, but not also spend time continually learning. This last year, planting a brand new Bible school, one of the challenges is I've been reading so much. I know it's my age, but my eyes are, my eyes are burning half of the time. I've got to take off my glasses to read. My eyes are failing. I've got to continue to learn. I've got to continue to see what is possible and what is new. What are the new opportunities? I was thinking about uh, what Pastor Sarah was mentioning earlier. On, as a church, you're sponsoring you're sponsoring a refugee family. And we have refugees in Estonia as well too. And to say, this is our new possibility. And some of our students said, I, I see that as a possibility. I want to push the boundaries of my life and my faith to interact with people that I don't understand and I don't get, but I believe that my faith is allowing me to step across that boundary and to enter in and to begin to enter into those conversations. What is new? Each and every one of us in this room, we enter into a new possibility. We are all on a journey together. And if the journey is continuous, then the question is, then the question is, are we continually stepping into our potential? On the opening day of the Bible school in September 2016, we sat down with the students 
We gave them all nice gifts. We gave each and every one of them a journal that they could write their notes in. We spent time with the students, and we spent some time praying with the students. And one of the messages that we gave, that, that was given to the students, was a message I really felt after prayer that God wanted to say to our students. And that was that the, that the ground beneath your feet would swell. That over this year, that as you begin to look at your life and you begin to orient your life around God, that you would begin to see greater possibilities for your, for your life. And we sat there with our students and we prayed with the students and we say, what is new and what are the possibilities for you to reach your potential? And then to watch them walk out at the end and say, I want to live out my potential, not just in what I do, but in who I am. And church, I want to challenge you with this one, with this one last thought. Are you making the journey of reorienting? Are you making the journey of stepping out and saying, God, I want to orient my life around you? Are we willing to do that? And are we willing to give ourselves the patience and the time to step forth into what God has for us? I want to thank you. It's been, a, it's been wonderful to be here, the opportunity to, 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 to say thank you to you. And hopefully you were encouraged and informed. Thank you for joining us on this, uh, on this journey and planting this Bible school and raising up leaders in Estonia. Thank you very much. I'd like to close with prayer and call back Pastor Sarah. Jesus, thank you that we can be here this morning. Thank you that we can align ourselves to you, that we can take that journey. Pray that our hearts and our lives would be encouraged to go forward with you. That the challenges that we, that the challenges that we face, that we would see them through your light and what you want to do. Help us to give us strength for the journey ahead in your name.